Jackson on the drive, kicks it out for Mann. Mann, three-pointer, bang! Oh, what a man! Magic down the middle, just what I thought, a hook shot at 12, good! Here's Michael at the foul line, a shot on Elo, good! The Bulls win! They win it! Now that's a steal by Burke, underneath the DJ. Going up over Bell, fall away! What's going on, guys? Welcome to our first playoff preview of the 2023 season. If you remember, we did this kind of stuff last year. And this year, I did it a little bit more organized, believe it or not. I think we really got one representative from each team or close to it. Except we're not, we not getting no Suns representative in here. You know what I'm saying? We don't need any opposition. Uh, this is home base for that series. But for this one, I'm really excited about this series. It's one of the better matchups we've gotten in the first round. The four seed. The Cleveland Cavaliers making their first playoff appearance in my life without LeBron. I'm so excited about this. And then the New York Knicks finishing at the five seed, one of the most surprising teams in the NBA this year. To represent both sides, we have our usual New York guys, All Ball and Fabian Perspective. And joining us for the first time, we have L.A. Brodus, who told me he watches every Cavs game. L.A., welcome to Dime Dropper. What's going on, fellas? Yes, sir. What's going on, my brother? That's what's up. Before we get going, let me – you know the background of the other guys coming to us from New York City. Let me hear yours, you know, your history with the Cavs, the content you make, all that. Um, so, basically, I've been in the media game for uh, quite, a, quite a long time. Like, been writing articles and everything since about 2012. Um, I was affiliated or a part of a company called the Three Point Conversion at one time um, where we covered everything from, uh, you know – where I was doing the Browns, uh, the Cavs, all of that, um, you know, did a couple of Super Bowl appearances where I was able to cover some of that stuff and everything. Um, also, too, I am from Akron, Ohio, born and raised. Wow, um, nice. So, yeah, so um, was able to do a lot of stuff with the uh, with the Pro Football Hall of Fame, being able to cover some classes w w as well with that. Um, let's see, I'm former military. Um, nice, so, nice. So, yeah, uh, but yeah, like I said, um, I branched out from the three-point conversion. Um, now I have my own brand called uh, Brownstown USA, which, uh, like I said, we focus primarily on the Browns. And then right now I'm working towards something for uh, the Cavaliers as well. Nice. So you know, nice. are you in Ohio right now? Yes, I am. Wow. How can wait? How are you? Eastern time? Is, did you guys not have daylight, daylight savings or something out there? I thought it was central time. No, nah, no, nah, we had daylight savings, but no, nah, central is like Indiana and all of them. Wow, Cleveland's been on Eastern Time this whole time. I didn't know. <laughs> yes, I'm disappointed in myself. I, I thought I was much better ge geographically than that. But all right, let's get this going. Cavs and the Knicks. Um, the big story with this one: Donovan Mitchell was heavily sought after by the Knicks in the off season. It ended up being okay for New York. They still got their guy that has put his name up in lights this year, Jalen Brunson. But Donovan Mitchell, I mean, he has been amazing. For Cleveland. So I, I guess I'll go to the New York guys first. Just give me your rundown on this season, why it's been better than people have expected. Um, Randall, Brunson, Barrett, give me the rundown on that. Tibbs, let's go with all ball first, briefly about the season. Yes. Um, 
for me, the season wasn't surprising. Uh, the year before when we made the playoffs, so I'm looking at that. Last year, we had a lot of bumps in the road, but like I said, the addition of Brunson, we seen what he did in Dallas in the emergence of uh, quickly. So, you know, with Mitchell Robinson being hurt and him coming back, so to me, not only because I'm a Knicks fan, but I watch basketball. I don't understand why this season was surprising. I've been saying it since the beginning of the season. We would be between the fourth and sixth seed, and people laughed at me. So for me, it wasn't surprising at all. Okay, Fabian. See, I had you guys 10th because I thought Jalen Brunson would be good, but not an all-star caliber player that he has become. I mean, it's just been unreal what he's done. And, yeah, go for it, Fabian. You talk about the injection of youth. Talk about that and how that changed your season. Because I remember the Knicks started out very mediocre and then started to hit a little stride when they made some changes. Well, I, I think that's the problem. Um, I don't want to bring, bring the negative in. All ball's been coaching me all day. No negatives on the players. But um, Obi Toppin, uh, Deuce McBride, uh, uh, Emmanuel Quickly, and, and Quentin Grimes. Quentin Grimes, since he, he's been getting his shots up, you know, he's been shooting 10 three-pointers a game in the last two weeks, two or three weeks. He's been on fire, shooting 45% from the field, 54% from the field, and like 45% from three. And it was really what we saw in the last two summer summer games. They didn't win the championship. I thought they did. They, went, they reached the semifinal or the final. But there's this chemistry between them. When you see Emmanuel quickly doing his thing, he's a real, as much as Brunson is the leader, IQ was a spiritual leader in the team. Anytime he scores a bucket, he's starting, he's starting to heat up. He looks at the crowd. When he goes to the bench, the first person he gives, he gives a dap to is Obi. And these guys, they started this in the, in the summer games, and you can just see it. And now it's, it's leaking over into, into the regular season. So, you know, I could just uh, piggyback off of all ballers saying that's all I wanted to see was the, was the young kids playing because Julius Randle is like the eldest statement, statement on the team. Uh, R.J. Barrett is supposed to be, you know, number three pick and, and all that. But those guys are really the core, in my opinion. And you add Brunson in there, a true, true leader, it's, it's, it's a recipe for greatness. Quick yes or no for all ball and Fabian. Actually, I can ask L.A. Brodus too as we go to you. Emmanuel, quickly, six men of the year, yes or no? Yes. Yeah, I can agree with that. You know, that's a unanimous decision yeah. right there. Yeah, I can agree. You know. <laughs> I talked to one of my Celtics boys from UMass yesterday, and he was like, Malcolm Brogdon has to win it. I mean, I was pushing the Norman Powell agenda, before, but then he got hurt. So can't really push that anymore. I got to hear some more of that about Brogdon. Well, I, you yeah, know, yeah, gonna, yeah. that threw me off, yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah, did he give any kind of – he get well. He's played every game off the bench, sixty-seven games uh, mm -hmm. on the bench, where as quickly as started twenty-one, mm -hmm. um, but quickly has played in eighty-one games. The only thing I'll say about Brogdon is, I mean, we know how good he is. He's, he's a calming presence. He's really smart, good in pick and roll, and all that. And the Celtics obviously have a better record, but yeah, I'm going with Emmanuel quickly. But okay, LA Brodus, let's go to you. I actually watched the, one of the teams I was really making an effort to watch in the beginning of the season was the Cavs. Donovan Mitchell. Came out of the gates, lights out. I, I'm guessing he won over the Cavs fan base quickly. I know he's been great, one of the better players in the league the last five years, but has he exceeded your expectation? And how much better has he made this Cavs team than last season? Where you guys were also good, got hit with some injuries, lost in the plan. Yeah, as far as speaking on Donovan Mitchell, he's better than advertised. Um, from the on the court and off the court, um, the guy handles himself accordingly off the court. Um, which I'm not a stranger to seeing players and stuff like that go crazy up in Cleveland, you know, off the field or off the court. Um, but he's, you know, he's definitely inserted himself in the community, so he's doing a good job with that. Um, and then on the court, as far as like how 
the team chemistry, um, you know, has like just spiked up. Like you could tell the whole entire team likes each other. They're dapping each other up and stuff like that, you know, more so than just for the cameras. But you could tell it's like a genuine they like each other. Right. And then as far as him hooping, I mean, he's doing everything that we needed last year. Uh, you know, he, he came in and he immediately just wills the team, whether it's by his scoring, whether it's by him now even playing uh, better defense than what he used to play, because that was his big knock, right? It was his right. De- um, him defensively. But now you see him actually out there making the effort. Of course, our um, our system as a team, as far as team defense, we're really, really good, right? But so now you see him actually making the effort, diving on the court, different things like that. I mean, he's he's been banged up all season as well. And you see him still going out there and still suiting up. So, I mean, as far as, like, what I expected out of Mitchell, I knew he was good. But, of course, he was in Utah. So, I can't sit up here and cap and say that, hey, I've seen all the Utah Jazz games. Because right. who would who would want to do that anyway? But never mind. That's beside the fact. <laughs> no, that's but, good. Um, this is the Utah Trash Slander <laughs> channel. So, you've been in the right place. <laughs> so, but, um, but, yeah, he's been better than advertised. And another thing, too, I didn't realize how strong he was, his upper body. Mm-hmm. The way that he can apply that uh, rim pressure, I was like, wow. So, yeah, he's definitely been more than advertised to me. Can First I just add real NBA? quick, uh, Dom, um, his upper body and his lower body. He reminds me of, of like a running back, uh, yeah. Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. What do you guys have in terms of All-NBA? Because most people have him on a team. but um, I had him. Um... And I don't, I don't want to sound like a homer or nothing like that, but I had him first team. You I can did. have him. There's all those other guards have missed a lot of games. So yeah, yeah, that and then the fact too that I think the voters, um, because I know a couple of people that do have a vote this year for certain NBA awards. Um, what I've been hearing too is that a lot of them are gonna knock Luca for not making the playoffs. Right. So and that's okay to me. Yeah. So and like I said, of course, statistically with Luca. I have no problems with him at all, but I mean, be, even before, I mean, that trade just messed up everything. I mean, we just seen a complete chemistry meltdown, and um, I think uh, a lot of the voters are are looking at him and saying, "Okay, well, we got to knock you for that." Donovan uh, Mitchell, I, go ahead, Alba. Oh no, I, just real quick, um, he should be first team, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna give you somebody that I think can rival him a little bit if people's real true basketball heads, and that's Drew Holiday. Mm. Okay, um, I think the but, stats would hurt him there for first team. But I think he should be on a team. Okay, yeah, but, I mean, for me, stats isn't everything. Drew Holiday literally does everything. But I don't have no problem with Donovan Mitchell being first team. I think um, for the, for the whole for the whole year he's been uh, with Cleveland right now, he's probably been one of the best guards in the whole NBA. And his stats says, says it. So I have no problem. And he's played basically all the games. So I have no problem with that. 28-4-4 four four on 48% shooting and 38.6% from three. This has been a career-high season for Donovan Mitchell, and he's been great every single year. I guess my next question is, you talk about the defense. That was something that was really talked about going into this season with Cleveland. You mm-hmm. finished with the number one defense in the league. Talk to us about Jared Allen's season and also year two of Evan Mobley because this being an L.A.-based channel, we really like Evan Mobley. He's a USC guy and – Took us to the Elite Eight, so my dad's school. Um, tell us about Evan Mobley year two, Jared Allen, and why the Cavs have the number one defense in the league. Well, why I got it at the top of my brain, too, I'm going to give a shout-out to his brother because, you know, we got his brother, too, in our G League. He's been killing it in the G League. They made the playoffs this year, too. So shout-out to the Cleveland Charge. Mm. But um, as far as Jared Allen, Jared Allen's our um, the heart and soul of our team, to be honest. When, wow. when, when he is not in that lineup, 
when he is injured or anything like that, our entire team looks completely different. Evan Mobley is not – he can play um, starting five minutes, but he's not a five. Like, he's just not – he doesn't have the um, the build for it yet. He's not strong enough. Okay. So um, he gets abused a lot by centers, um, you know, if he's if he's at that five. So Jared Allen, um, he does a lot of the things where it doesn't show up in a stat sheet. Um, they roam really well together. You know, like they – I ain't going to say, like, as far as, like, back-to-back, like, as far as defensively, they're the greatest – but they roam really well, and they and they can actually step out on the perimeter too at times and help out that way as well. So, um, like I said with Jared, he's he's just different, man. Um, you could tell that he uh, he just ha- he just has like the the toughness in him. Like he doesn't stop. He has a great motor. Uh, he um, his putbacks, his rebounding. You know, he does really well with offensive rebounding. Um, now defensive rebounding, that's a whole different other story, which I'm sure we'll get into later. Uh, but, um, yeah, I like Jared Allen. Um, as far as Evan Mobley, the one thing that's been sticking out to me has been uh, he he has definitely started to grasp defensively where he wants to be and how he wants to, like, handle himself as far as spots on the court. But the biggest thing to me is that he has came out offensively and he has added some different things to his to his toolbox. You know what I'm saying? Like um, where he's he he has that face up now, now and again. Now he likes to do a little step back, you know, a little spin, you know, hook. Um, I think uh, crazy enough, y'all might laugh at me about this, but having um, Robin Lopez on the team, Robin Lopez is known for like his little jump hooks that he has. Yeah, he's not a bad jump hook guy. His right hand at all. So he actually he actually passed that skill on to Jared Allen and to Evan Mobley. So now we're starting to see them do it a lot more too and get a lot better at it. And I'm actually glad that he taught that to Jared Allen because for real, Jared Allen didn't really have no no bag at all when it came to right. offense at all he was just like a a lob threat and you know a put back kind of dunker kind of guy but adding that hook there that that definitely helped him out and then like i said with evan um he start he's starting to shoot the three a little bit more confidently he's not there yet by no stretch of the imagination but he's starting to do that and um and yeah i mean and then also too there the we have one of the best like big man passing tandems too um, they're really good at standing there at the, you know, at the top of the key or something like that, being able to find those open men. So they're they're starting to really do it. And I think that we've seen the evolution from Evan Mobley. Um, the only thing is my knock on him really is that I want him to become a little bit more aggressive offensively where he's picking his spots a lot faster um, mm-hmm. because he has a tendency to get uh, get ripped a lot down in the, you know, down in the paint. Um, and then also, Evan, if you watch this, please do. Stop dribbling up the, up the court. Give it to your guard. That, that's all I'm saying. Every time he does that, he starts getting all discombobulated. His arms start frailing, and then he gets picked, and then it's over. 16 points, nine rebounds, and a block and a half a game for Evan Mobley this season. He's pretty much gone up in every category. Um, would you say he's improved for sure this season? I would say so. And and I know those numbers aren't staggering, um, and I know a lot of people, I was getting a lot of pushback on the internet today. Um, on Twitter specifically about the fact that he was being considered for, you know, um, defensive player of the year. Right. And everybody looks at his numbers and they're like, come on, man. Like, what is this? And I'm like, nah, you ain't actually watching the games and how he actually affects the game. Like he, he affects the game a lot. Like as far, um, I think he's like, he's at the top of the top three, as far as contested shots and different things like that. So yeah, it's not going to always show up in numbers. And then I know, I think I want to say maybe his past three or four games, he's had, he's had like four blocks a game. So he's starting to like heat up. So, you know, yeah, I definitely would say he improved. And he's also played 79 games too, only missing three games. That's big time for the Knicks guys. Now, 
Uh, RJ Barrett, you're a young prospect. I know you guys have differing opinions on this. Do you think he's taken a leap this season? He's averaging 20 points a game, which is around where he averaged what he averaged last season, 19.6 to be exact. Um, his efficiency, 43% and 31 from three is not so good. Let me know what you think about him, but also the bounce back year for Julius Randu. And tell me if he's playing in this series or not. Uh, go, I'll, first. I'll, I'll go first. I'll go first. RJ Barrett, they'll tell you I'm not a big fan of Barrett. Um, I had to apologize a couple times because sometimes he's go he goes through those spurts where about two weeks he'd be real good, but he hasn't made a leap. His his 20-point average has no impact on the game. Um defensively, he's terrible from wow. three and from from three and from uh the free throw line. He's he's not good. I'm looking for him. I was telling Fabian earlier today. This needs to be his breakout against Cleveland. He needs to really have a great series because if he doesn't, my opinion, he should be on the trade block. He's had enough time, and he didn't take that leap. Everybody in his class and maybe after him all took that big leap. Uh, as far as Randall, not a big, friend, big fan of Randall neither, but he's definitely played great basketball this year. The only problem I have with my Knicks, with – our two stars. If they not score. Oh, we lost our ball. I got a call probably. See if he gets back he in. He said when they're not scoring. <laughs> I, I can figure. Do you have anything on RJ Barrett different than what he said until he comes back? You know, I don't. All right. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that, Dom. I was getting a phone call. Um, And I'll just be real quick and then Fabian can go. I, I have a problem with superstars or stars on your team and they can't do anything but score so my problem with barrett and randall is literally if they're not having great offensive games they're not doing anything else but um i'm not surprised with randall playing good this year because offensively he's gotten better so you know i'm not surprised with that at all but as far as rj uh we need him to really go crazy in this cleveland series or we're going to be in trouble as far as Randall Fabian, you know, I know you what you feel how I feel about Barrett. You've even gone as far as to say he should be a sixth man type of deal. Uh, Randall is having a bounce back year, 24 and 10, made the all star team this year. Last year, it was a lot of criticism of his three pointer kind of regressed back to what we know. He was losing his cool. You think Brunson coming to the team helped take some pressure off him a little bit? Easily, easily. Uh, Randall's best year came, has come on, well, his two best seasons have come on the Knicks. Uh, he had a point guard, even though Alfred Payton is, was no no stud on, on, on offense whatsoever, he still you know provided offensive rebounding and some level of, of you know presence to extend an offensive possession, get an offensive rebound, which is what they have with Josh Hart. He extends a bunch of possessions. So it gives a guy like uh, Julius Randle, who's shooting 40, you know, 47% from the field, something like that, it gives him an extra chance. And he's a big body, you know. Um, RG the thing with him and R.J. Barrett is just I don't think they – are a part of that core, a part of that chemistry. And I, I don't mind if either one of them come off the bench. Like I was on all ball earlier. It sounds crazy, but when you when you see the way they play and the way Donovan Mitchell responded to them when Obi Toppin was in the lineup, he goes, yo, those guys, those guys just fly down the court. You know, um LA could, could speak to this. That's what the thing with uh with uh Jared Allen. He's not a great defensive rebounding team, but we are. We're, we're third in the league in defensive re in uh rebound defensive rebounding. The Cavs are in the bottom five. So we can we can make you know have transition plays say place and that's where the Josh Hart's uh Grimes and even RJ Barrett these guys love to push the ball when they have those guys on the court 
And Randall kind of he he stunts on that in the transition. He kind of doesn't look up and get the ball going and and utilize his big body in the paint. But what he does do, he does get enough foul calls. Yo, we're fourth in the league in free throws, man. We get the calls, yeah. but he misses too many free throws in yeah, key yeah. moments. Like yo, put him to sleep, man. And he just he's he's not that killer that I want him to be. But he's he's gotten us here, man. I gotta give him his props. And you guys both seem to be more team Brunson in terms of being the man you trust. Uh, at the end of games and stuff. LA, you, I want to hear about the defensive rebounding thing. Given two twin tower kind of guys, how come you guys struggle in that department so much? Um, Because a lot of times when we're playing teams, they're shooting a lot of threes. So it's a lot of long rebounds. Right. And so like our, our big men aren't really in the, yeah. in, the, in the position to get the rebound. And then we don't, our guards aren't like big rebounding guards. Right. Um, so it's, they're they're missing it. Teams get second chance opportunities and different things like that. So it, it's it's mostly because of that. Like they're just not the big men aren't in position to get it. I mean, when they are, they gonna grab the rebound for sure. But like I said, what the way we've been playing people and the way that people have been playing us, um, especially because we have one of the weakest points when it comes to guarding the three point line. So you can get three pointers up on us, and that's why we're not. That's why we're not rebounding well. I was going to ask, is it because – does Evan Mobley just sag off and kind of roam and help and leave, like, a certain shooter open? Is that what happens? Yeah, they're, like, free safeties, like, back there. Yeah. Um, I, Mo, Mobley works. is a lot. Mobley is a lot, and so is Allen. Um, and then there's there's been times this season, too, that we haven't been getting our defensive rotations together correctly. So, you know, all it takes is one person to miss – you know, to uh, have a miscue, and then, boom, there's, the, there's a three-pointer going up. So last question to you before we get into like the actual predictions for the series, mm-hmm. Darius Garland, young, one of the most talented young players in the league. I know Fabian last year was really big on Darius Garland this year with Donovan Mitchell. How's the fit been? Um, I said before the season was going to be kind of take turnsy because that's usually what it's like when you have two kind of like pick and roll ball handlers together, but still statistically, it seems like it's worked out. Darius Garland still averaging 21.6 points and eight assists a game. And you guys are a 51-win team, which I had you guys sixth. You finished fourth. So tell, help me, uh, let me know how that fit has been. And has Darius still been the second best player on this team, or would you go with someone else? Um, I think statistically, yeah, he is the second best player on the team. Um, but like I said earlier, I think the second best player on the team is Jared, just from what he what he brings to the balance of the team. Um, we, Darius has missed a lot of time before, you know, um, this season, especially when he got, um, beat up by those freaking Raptors, they freaking, they'd be beating up everybody, but, 13, um, 13 games missed just for anybody that's wondering. Yeah. Um, getting hit in the eye and everything, but you know, we did all right. Uh, the, the biggest thing about Darius with me that I've seen from him this season is that there were times where, yeah, they were doing the, okay, well you get the ball and you do this. And then you see like Darius kind of like kind of go to the side and just let Mitchell do his thing. Or you would see Mitchell let Darius do his thing. Now the way that they're playing, they're playing a lot better together, but you still see that um, that Garland isn't as aggressive as he used to be. Um, and then also, too, another big knock that I have on him and that I will be watching in this playoffs is that Darius is not – he's not the best decision uh, maker when it comes to when um, the, the game is on the line. Like, he's not really good there. You remember uh, the game against us this season? Uh, you guys blew early in the season, and Darius Gar- at, at Staples Center against the Clippers, and Darius Garland just kind of like started hijacking shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's like he'll either take like he'll get he'll speed it. Well, the way I've been seeing him in his interviews and stuff like that, he says he's an overthinker. 
So he's like overthinking a lot of stuff. So you'll see him, you know, dribble the air out the ball and then make like one quick pass and then want somebody to throw it up with like 0.1 seconds left on the clock. Or he'll sit there and dribble the air out of the ball and he'll just jack up a three-pointer or something like that. Or, you know, try to go to the bucket. We know he's not really good at creating contact when he drives to the bucket. So, you know, normally he'll fly, you know, <laughs> fly out of bounds or something like that. Teams going the other way with the ball. So that's one of my biggest things and questions that I'm going to have on Darius. Um, I think Darius, though, he does recognize that Mitchell is the guy, you know. So, like I said, he will definitely defer to him um, a lot. But I don't want Darius's overall, you know, growth as a player to get stunted or to have him not have that confidence in his own game because he's so busy trying, trying to, to just give yeah. it to Donovan, you know. So that's what I'm looking for. But, I mean, overall, he, he's then handled it. Uh, the best way that I think, a, uh, you know, a player can with adding that, you know, that caliber of a superstar superstar to your team. So he's been doing good there. But um, other than that, yeah, I want him to get a little bit more aggressive, believe in his abilities. And then, like I said, get that late game situation, um, you know, thing taken care of, too. Let me know. Um, do you think he's gotten better as well or do you think he's kind of stayed the same? It's hard to tell because his role has changed. Yeah, I think he's I think he's kind of stayed the same. I mean, yeah. you can maybe give him a, a uptick a little bit when it comes to um I guess his his actually no, no, I'll say stay the same because I, I think another thing that the rest of the league caught up to with us is like last season we were killing people on the pick and roll. Like, you know, he was lobbing up everything that either Jared Allen or Evan Mobley. I think a lot of teams then they adjusted their defense to that. So you don't see that as much. So he had to adjust as well as start as, um, as far as trying to find the pockets, you know, and how he was going to get the assist to, the, uh, to his big man. And then also, too, with our with our three-point percentage being low, you know, we're not the best three-point um, shooting team either. A lot of those assists that he, you know, goes to, the, the people aren't knocking down the shots. So I think mentally, like, he he's okay. He Like, he just he's just stagnant right now. I, I'll give him, like, just a, you know, he's still in the same spot. Fair. So his catching, his catching catch shoot percentage, three point percentage. That's like as a, as a farce, or that's just it's not. You really mean for him, for him himself? Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, no, he, yeah, he has no problem playing off the ball. Like as far as what I've seen, um, mm -hmm. he has no problem playing off the ball. Uh, it's just the fact that, like I said, when he drives to the cup, he's not really good at getting that contact to get the foul calls and stuff like that as much. We see him, like I said, just get laid out, and he, you know, he just doesn't know how to get there yet. Um, so hopefully he's with him. Small. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, that too. Yeah. But um, but yeah, so hopefully with him watching Donovan a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Like he'll master. pick up, yeah, pick up those little those little tricks as far as getting those fouls called. But um, but yeah, like yeah, if Donovan got the ball or whatever and they're and they're running a the set, um, yeah, Darius Darius can come off and you know and pop the three or whatever like that. So he he's not he's not that bad. I know he had a little bit of a shooting slump um slump, but now he's kind of coming back from that too. So I mean, yeah, but like I said, I, I would just put him at the same, like he just kind of stayed the same. Fair enough. All right, guys. All ball and Fabian. Why are you guys gonna upset the Cavs? And is Randall gonna be back for game one? Is that what we're hearing? No, I mean So are you guys worried about that? That's a major thing if you don't have your star player hundred percent. Well, uh, I'll go real quick. I'm not of course, all right, let me not lie. I'm a little worried. Anybody will be worried if your best player can't play in the uh playoffs. Or even second best. Right. But I still think we can beat Cleveland without Randall and it showed in the regular the season. Series? Yeah, I wow. honestly do. Yes, I'm not, you know, like I said, I think we have a good team. And what Grimes has been doing, that shouldn't be looked over. Um, 
but I got the Knicks winning in seven games. I got to be in a tough series. And uh, if you go man for man, I honestly think we have the better team if you go in one through nine or even maybe one through ten. I was going to say that because top four, they they kill you. But then after that, you guys beat them to me. Well, hold on. The top four, let's be honest. To me, Donovan Mitchell was the only mismatch. I thought Donovan was the best player in the series. You can right. argue you may have the second and third, but they have fourth, fifth, and sixth. All right, but hold on. My opinion, I've been saying this all season. Brunson is better than Garland. Randall and Mobley, that can be a toss-up. Now, I give uh, Jared Allen the edge over Mitchell Robinson. But Mitchell Robinson is not a child liver. Great defensively, rebounding on both ends of the floor is uh, great. Now, when you get to quickly, Grimes, to me, and that's Hart. where Hart, yes, that's where we got Cleveland beat. So, I agree with that. my opinion, it goes seven games, and I'm taking my Knicks. Fabian, why are you going to beat the Cavs if anything different? Yeah, we're we going to think about Randall. I'm I'm confident without Randall. It will go six, seven games if Randall isn't isn't there or he shows up late. But, but if, if he's, he's there, there, if oh he's there, so if he shows up for game two, we beat him in five. It's just <laughs> like you guys are nuts, dude. It, it, it's listen. Um, people think I'm crazy. I've been saying this. Uh, Randall to me again. That that's not a it's not an accident the way they play without him. Like for Quentin Grimes to pick up, shoot that many three pointers. There's a different flow in offense. The way Donovan Mitchell reacted to it again, the rebounding. Who starts Obi, instead what, of him when he doesn't play? It's Obi Toppin. Okay. But remember, you have Obi in there, you sit him down, Hart comes in there, and you sit Mitchell Robinson down. All of a sudden on offense, we're a different kind of team. You pull Jerry Allen to the top of the key, then what? You understand what I'm saying? And even on top of that, what did we just talk about? Jerry Allen's not a great defensive rebounder. And guess who's a great offensive rebounding team or offensive rebounding player? Mitchell Robinson, Josh mm. Hart, seven rebounds Josh a game. Harden. So when Josh Hart is in there, these these plays, they extend the offense. We don't have a great team offense. We kind of stink with team offense. It's all one-on-one. So all we want to do is extend the play. Like the Cavs slowing down the game is good for us in a sense because we're going to kill you in transition with Hart out there. And then, again, we extend the offense, the, uh, the, the amount of time on offense, get an extra 14 seconds on the clock with the Josh Hart, Hart and Steen, especially Mitchell Robinson on the floor. You're saying you want to speed it up because they play slow. During those 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 possessions, we gotta close out on the on the defense, get the defensive rebound, and get and those are the only way we can score. Easy. Rebound and go again. Cleveland, what is it? Cleveland, the 76ers, and the Boston Celtics are the only three teams in the league that are top ten in offensive rating and top ten in defensive rating, and they're the top three out of the four top teams in the in the East. That's not an accident. So you gotta take advantage of those things. The only thing I'm worried about is free throws, like I said. But Cleveland's a really good defensive team. How do you stop that from from you go point to their weakness? Close, get those offensive rebounds and make them work. So crash the glass. Depth seems like the keys for the Knicks um, and speed the game up. Because I'm pretty sure the Cavs are the 30th out of 30 in pace this season, right? Just, yeah. It's kind of surprising they, given they're such a such a young team, but they do play with two bigs. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, no, you don't want them. LA can speak to that. You don't yeah, want them I, going up and down. You don't a, want lot of youth, a lot of youth in this series. That's going to be fun to see. Some of these younger players like Grimes, Mobley on the nat- – quickly – even Brunson on the national stage. That's going to be awesome. But L.A. Brodus, close us out. Why are you guys going to beat them and get your first series win without LeBron in my life? <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, I got Cavs in six. Um, I do agree with the, the fellas. Like, this is this is probably – yeah, this will probably be the best series, like, you know, 
this first round, like for both after, sides. East, after, East Clippers, after Clippers and Suns, of course. Come on. Kawhi and KD don't get better than that. Uh, you don't think we're going to do anything. Buy. LA, LA, LA. Don't go listen to him. He's, the Clippers okay. buyers are taking over. Go back to what your point was. The Cavs and the Knicks. Best first okay. round he, series ever. Yeah, Stop it, yeah okay. Because I... Yeah, all right. No offense, no offense. <laughs> but no, nah, um, no. Nah, I got like I said, I got Cavs in six. Um, I think uh that what we're gonna do, we we're gonna have we're gonna see some probably some we have to see some um epic performances from Mitchell, of course. Um, I expect Darius Garland to step back up. Um, one concern I do have though is that our best um like on on ball defender is is kind of hobbled right now. So, uh, but he. The reports are that he would have went if if the games would have meant you know mean something towards the end, but we had already had it locked up and we already knew we was playing y'all. So um he you know he sat, but he, he got a hobbled knee right now. So you know, but he's been you know practicing and shooting and stuff like that. So he should be good to go. Um uh another big X factor for me is gonna be Karis Levert. Uh we've seen where he's then he's fell off, he's fell off like at certain times, but there's been other times where he went off and had like 41 right along with Mitchell and stuff like that. He he is literally the 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 bench for us right now because the other right. guys that we got like Shetty Osman and, and stuff like that, like that that's pretty much a, like a non-factor. But uh so Karis is definitely gonna be the X Factor. He's gonna need to step up and have um have a decent game um for us to have a chance. But uh I just I just game, really tr- trust and believe that, what our in our starters. That 40 but, point game was this year against yeah. Boston? Mm-hmm, okay. I believe so. Okoro Okoro is gonna be big in this series for me because he's gonna have to guard Brunson mm-hmm. largely. So and he's out, he's shooting thirty six percent from three, so that's improvement from last year, right? Because last year when people saying like he's unplayable. Oh yeah, he was he was really really bad, and yeah. um, he started off the season really good. Then he fell off again, and then um, and then the crazy thing that sucks is that is the the game before he got injured, uh, he had hit a game winner um a three. I, I believe it was against Brooklyn, if I'm not mistaken. Um, to take take that game. So I mean, he he was he was kind of like on the way back. So I don't know how his shot gonna look. I just need him to defend because we was we was out there, you know, bringing out like a Dean Wade and stuff like that, and nice. that's and that's just barbecue chicken right there. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, like like I said, we I believe in our starters um, a lot, and I and I think we're gonna see some epic games. So that's why I went six. But like I said, I can I can see this series, and I'm sorry I'm not as spicy as y'all wanted me to be, but I'm a very logical fan. And I know that this series is gonna be like really good. I can see it going seven. I can see it going either way, us winning or or y'all winning. So I'm not. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't be spicy and then be sounding stupid up here either. No, no, no. But uh, do, do you miss Kevin Love? <laughs> hell. Uh, I, well, thank you. Allowed to, okay. Is hell yeah, you can cut. You can cut. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Hell no. I don't miss that dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, I seen last year, Dom. Like, what? The, what is up with Kevin Love? Like, he's a waste of time. He's supposed to be this knockdown shooter. He was depressed before that, then all of a sudden he jumped on the bandwagon. Well, he well, was he was he was going off. I mean, he was like in the six man of the year uh, talk for a little bit last season. Right. Then this then this season, you could just tell like the drop off. And then even when he went to Miami, dude is still down there like not doing anything. So yeah. I mean, I'm glad we were able to move off of him. It was it was very amicable. You know, the fans weren't mad, you know, even though he's a fan favorite and stuff like that, you know. And it didn't really mess up everything like how people were thinking or, or was trying to hold on, to, you know, to him for it. But we needed to move off that contract, man. That contract hey. was dumb. And I was mad at the Cavs for doing that shit. I was like, yo, what are you going to resign him? He, Oh, he's going to be the staple of our rebuild? Hey. Come on, dog. Hey, hey Dom, hey. before we get out of here, I know you're going to wrap up in a bit. I'm going to just say this. I always play devil's advocate. Y'all going to miss Kevin Love. 
He gives y'all depth off the bench. He's a great rebounder, and he can knock down a three, and he has the experience. So mm. I disagree with uh, a lot of things people say about Kevin Love. I still think in the right circumstances, he can help a team. And I think right now, y'all being young, up and coming, right now, y'all going to miss Kevin Love, and we're going to see this weekend. That's what, we'll we got Danny, that's what we got Danny Green for, man. Come on. <laughs> so my pick I'm going to go with, man, it's really hard to root against the Knicks being a Knicks sympathizer that I am, but I got to go with the Cavs. I really like the Cavs team. I'm going to go with them in seven games because I think you guys are going to make it tough. If Brunson outplays Mitchell for the second straight year in the series, the Knicks are going to win, I think, um, because I also think just their depth. But the starters, I mean, I think I love the Cavs starting lineup and best defensive team in the league. I don't think they're going to go home first round. I think Mitchell's going to show that he's the best player in this series. But I think Brunson's going to be really good, too. I think Randall is obviously a big factor. But seven games, going with the Cavs, whether Randall plays or not. Um, last thing to end off for both you guys, I also want you guys to plug everything, too. But first of the New York side, this is the first time we're seeing a sold-out MSG in the playoffs in 10 fucking years. What's the excitement like in the city? Listen, man. I'm going to just be brief. We don't have a lot of things to be excited about. New York is a Knicks town. I love the Giants. I know about the Yankees and all the – listen, we are very excited because we have something special this year, and we actually are relevant and fun to watch. So – um, and we wanted Donovan Mitchell. He wanted to be here. So it's the storyline, the parody in this series, man. Listen, we are very excited, man, and I just want to hurry up and sleep and wake up to Saturday. That's how excited we are out here. Uh, L.A. Brodus, Cleveland, first series without LeBron James mm -hmm. in God knows how long. Like, how excited is the city for this? This is awesome. Oh, the city is hype because, uh, you know, when it comes to football, we always disappoint it. Uh, you know, our baseball team is pretty good, though. But, you know, um, because normally this city, our city is a it's a, it's a football city. Uh, but, but the Cavs, like I said, they didn't make the turnaround. We show up and we show out. Uh, like I said, it feels good to be out out of LeBron's shadow. You know what I'm saying? Because that, that that was the one thing I always had to battle with. Every time I come on Twitter or Spaces or a show, I always got to talk. That, oh, well, the Cavs ain't did nothing since LeBron had it. So now I feel good. You know, that that, that, yeah. that, that weight is lifted off my shoulders and everything. Um, Like I said, Rocket Mortgage is going to be rocking. No pun intended. But, yeah, it's going to be going. Um, And... uh. Like I said, it, it feels good to be able to have that uh, that home court too. So you know that's gonna be huge because, like I said, we haven't been the greatest road team th this season either. So um, right. you know that was that was huge for us to go ahead and lock down that home um, home court. So um, I think it's gonna be it's it's gonna be this is gonna be like I said a great series. I look forward to it. Uh, like how all boss said, man, I just you know, hey man, let's skip let's skip the Saturday, man. You know what I'm saying? We don't even <laughs> need all them extra days in between. Exactly. Let's go, man. Kobe Altman to turn you guys around to New York. New York yeah, Kobe has done a great job. JB has been a, a phenomenal head coach to come in and put his stamp on the team. Um, like I said, everybody just looks looks like they just having fun and stuff like that. And the one thing I will say this is that I love how they handle their business. Like if somebody's disgruntled or something like that, um, they'll take care of it in a heartbeat. Like they have no problem moving on. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not about to disrupt the chemistry. And um, and I love that about Kobe. So. Um, yeah, they're doing that thing, and I'm just glad that because you, you guys know, man, when you in that purgatory, man, that shit sucks. Like, yeah, you just be, you just be like, come on, man, like I'm about to watch this again. Like, yeah. 
So yeah, I'm just glad to be out. Whew. That's that game's the, their home home record is a large reason why I'm taking the Cavs in that seventh game because I always think that when you put yourself in a position as a road team where you got to go to Game Seven on the road and win that, you basically already lost more often than not to me. Um, but yeah, Cavs in seven for me. Let everybody know where they can find you, man. Since your first time. Oh, well, again. Thank you guys, you know, for uh, bringing me on, being able to chat it up with you guys. It's always good to be able to talk sports. Um, you can find and follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at LA underscore broadest. Um, and then, uh, like I said, follow my business page for uh, for any Browns news or anything like that at Brownstown USA. Um, and then, like I said, we'll be kicking up some Cavs stuff pretty soon. And then hopefully, like I said, I can, you know, we'll follow each other, get everybody's, you know, stuff. And then hopefully we can kick it again, man, and just talk, you know, and just talk, you know, talk some trash on the timeline, too. Yeah, absolutely. We'd love to talk after the series as well. All ball, Fabian. You guys already uh, know. Yeah, you know the deal. Everything is all ball TV. Um, Dom, it's always a pleasure, you know, to uh, be up here with you. Uh, LA Brothers, great to meet you. And definitely want to stay in contact. I'm gonna follow everything with you. Gotcha. And um, let's talk sports, man. I love it. Absolutely. Yeah, we gotta have you on a live on LA Brothers. We go on Monday, two Monday, Thursday, and Fridays. We two p.m. Eastern, well Eastern time for you too, as we covered at, at the beginning. All ball TV live. Um, we go on Instagram all the time, so we'll follow you on there. We need, you know, people like yourself, very, you know, educated and smart about what we, you know, the sports team that we cover. We got the the crazy spicy people, but we also got the balance with, you know, the dimes of the world. They want to, you know, and they're biased to their town. So it's a pleasure meeting you. Dom, hooking it up as usual, man. Last thing, by just a show of a head nod or a shake in your head, would you guys be disappointed if you lost the series? All of you guys saying yes. That's what I love. I got the Cavs in seven. Make sure to subscribe on the YouTube channel. Hit the notification bell so you know every single time uh, we post a video. And let us know what you think in the comments. Who is going to win the second most exciting series of this year's playoffs after the Clippers and the Suns? Have a nice uh, time, everybody. Playoffs on Saturday. Let's go.